0: We're starting a movement with Lazy Boy. Well, technically, it's more of a don't movement. We work full-time and parent full-time. Our feet will be in the upright position, and our podcasts will be listened to fully reclined. Now that we've completely checked off our to-do list, we'll be checking off our to-don't list until further notice. We, the Lazy, are taking back Lazy, all from the comfort of our Lazy Boy furniture. Lazy Boy. Long live the Lazy.
1: Parents, when you visit California, childhood rules. If you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself. What would kids do? Dance to a giant organ played by ocean waves? Yep. Camp in floating tree houses hundreds of feet off the ground? Check. Jump in a big tub of mud on purpose? Call it rejuvenation. We don't care. Just pack your fun pants and let childhood rule your family vacation. If you need help, ask your kids. Start planning at visitcalifornia.com
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
3: live right here to start our number two on this wednesday on the early line on SportsGrid. everybody is here Everybody is ready, everybody is prepared, everybody is geared up for the final two hours of this show up until 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I am Ben Stevens, he is Donnie Wright's side, we are together here on the Spiz Grizz Network. There is plenty to get to here in hour number two. We will start to dive in. To conference championship weekend around the national football league with the NFL news and notes for the 28 other clubs already firmly in the off season. In speaking of any coaching carousel changes or any of those front office moves, we'll have our coach James Young here to join us at the end of this second hour to talk about the situation in Milwaukee, why the Bucks let go of Adrian Griffin, why they are bringing in Doc Rivers, and what it means for the Bucks' outlook the rest of the way throughout this NBA season.
4: Yeah, it should be a good hour coming up here, no doubt about it. And We do need to get more information on why the need for a head coaching change in the middle of the season for a team with the second-best record in the NBA, but also a lot of NFL stuff here on the horizon this weekend. Let's get after it, Ben. Let's have some fun because, yes, we are here, we are present, and we are ready.
3: Yes, everybody present, everybody ready to go. It won't be a very big move, it appears, for former Chargers GM Tom Telesco, who had spent over a decade as the general manager in that front office, even way back when the Chargers were in San Diego, had compiled... One of the more talented rosters around the National Football League. Of course, it never did truly work out. Before we talk about Telesco's next move, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience, Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. He is Donnie Wright's I am Ben Stevens. Tom Telesco staying in the AFC West. Spent over a decade with the Chargers. Now is set to become the new general manager in Las Vegas to guide the Raiders in their next chapter after the dismissal of Josh McDaniels during the 2023 regular season. Who is going to be the head coach? Is it going to be the interim man, Antonio Pierce? Those are the questions that Tom Telesco will answer as the Raiders' new GM this offseason.
4: Yeah, the, the question here for the San Diego Chargers slash L.A. Chargers over the past decade here, Ben, was what? Finding a coach and a kicker at this point to help them get over the hump. It's never been like, oh, well, it's the talent on the field is the issue. They've always been wildly talented, and you know Telesco's going to be able to pick those winners here. Antonio Pierce will be the head coach here of the Raiders. That's going to be set in stone, and then move forward with a GM that is competent here. We're not playing any games, and I sort of like, hey, the television GMs here coming off the screen. Just hire a good, sound football guy that you know is, going to make good decisions in the draft that's the pathway to victory here and taking down Patrick Mahomes in that division
3: absolutely so I will be very interested to see what Tom Telesco does with that first hire at the head coach if it is Antonio Pierce who has the interim tag removed in his name the permanent head man in Las Vegas we know how much the players Love Antonio Pierce. Max Crosby has threatened that if Pierce is not named the permanent head coach, he is going to look to leave the desert altogether. Many questions for Tom Telesco to answer early on, and his roster decisions were not the issue in L.A. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams defensively to get Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson, although that did not work out by any means. Talent was never the issue. For the bolts, it was those head coaching hires and their inability to ever get past that threshold of being a true contender for an AFC championship. How does Donnie Wrightside feel about Mr. Wright? I asked him yesterday about Mr. Reich, as in Frank Reich, making his return to be the offensive coordinator in Philadelphia after the Eagles let go of Brian Johnson at the OC. No conversation around Frank Reich. But a conversation around Cliff Kingsbury, who interviewed for the open offensive coordinator job in Philadelphia. So I ask you again, Donnie, is Cliff Kingsbury Mr. Right in Philly?
4: He's the perfect hire. And some people are like God. are you? what are you, an idiot? It's a college coach here. He failed in Arizona. That's not the point here. It's going to be Nick Sirianni's offense if we can start there. And the reason why I like the Kingsbury hire is you bring in a breath of fresh air to an offense that was completely stale last year. It's the concepts that he's going to bring to the table, not the actual play calling. He's not just going to have a free wheel to spin and do whatever he wants. It's Nick Sirianni's offense the same way it's been for the past years. Even Shane Steichen as the play caller. This was Nick Sirianni's offense that he was running. So if Sirianni is going to install the game plan, you want those extra tendencies with the Eagles struggle with, like just sending guys in motion and running backs in that orbit motion. The Eagles didn't do that enough, which is what confuses the defense. And it's quite funny to bring up Cliff Kingsbury because you take a look at what the Eagles' defense was going with. All you had to do was run two guys in motion, and the Eagles' defense had no idea how to defend it, but the Eagles' offense never liked to do that here. It's not a popular choice because of the name Kingsbury, but the concepts that he will bring as a fresh approach here. And if you want to talk about college offenses, I think Jalen Hurts ran a pretty good college offense with those type of tendencies and concepts here that he can bring to the table. He's my number one guy here because why? I just need to see something fresh with some different play calls and also give me some pre-snap motion, baby.
3: Listen, Cliff Kingsbury has a bad rap from the ending of his tenure in Arizona, but as an offensive mind and an offensive coach, he is very very good i think any nfl organization should go after cliff kingsbury because he is inventive and he is going to give your quarterback all the tools that you need to have success in the national football league donnie we know nick siriani and howie roseman are meeting with the philadelphia media later this afternoon you said yesterday you expect some big news a coordinator that is hired Do you think Cliff Kingsbury could be announced as the OC for the birds today?
4: Yeah, I actually woke up this morning because I didn't see it was actually even interviewed till late last night when the reports came out here on X and social media. I do think they should have at least one of those because also, if there's no rush to hire a coordinator, what's the rush to meet with the media here on a Wednesday when all they're going to ask you is how bad was your season and who are your coordinators going to be? Wouldn't you rather at least deflect some of those questions by having those answers and showing up to a press conference with that? I would be surprised if they didn't have one because quite frankly, what's the need for the press conference? Wouldn't you be better served yeah. even as a media compartment and say, hey, guys, Hold off for a few days. Get both coordinators. We'll have that one meeting, and you know we'll ask you the questions, and we'll move on into the off season. It's interesting that they would do this ahead of time. What just to say how much we love Nick Sirianni doesn't make any sense. Could it
3: be the defensive coordinator? Ron Rivera has interviewed for that vacant position with Philadelphia. Speaking of D.C.'s, Raheem Morris, who has been the defensive coordinator in Los Angeles, had his second head coaching interview with the Falcons. So if you're keeping track at home, that's two interviews with Raheem. That's two interviews with Bill Belichick. That's two interviews with Jim Harbaugh. What are the Falcons going to make their ultimate decision?
4: I don't know. Are they looking for, like, tax write-offs or maybe getting those corporate card miles here, flying people in? Like, I don't understand what they're waiting for. If it ends up being Bill Belichick and you're going through this whole charade, what was the point of it then?
3: And we know that in L.A., the Chargers are close to a deal with Jim Harbaugh. By the way, Bill Vinovich will be the head referee for Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Back to the association up next
1: If you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself, What would kids do? Then pack your fun pants and let childhood rule your family vacation. Start planning at VisitCalifornia.com.
2: Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. (laughs) But when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy. Thanks to amazing odor control. Fresh Step clumping cat litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates.
0: CIDP disrupts. CIDP
2: derails. Let's be honest. CIDP CIDP sucks. But living with CIDP
5: doesn't have to.
2: When you sign up at shiningthroughcidp.com you'll find inspiration and real patient stories. Helpful tips, reliable information, and more.
3: CIDP can be tough.
2: But finding hope
3: just got a little easier. Sign up at shiningthroughcidp.com Be Be heard, heard, be hopeful, be you. Welcome back to the early line, live right here into hour number two on this Wednesday, all across the Sports Grid Network. So, we are past the midway point of this 2023 24 NBA season. Everybody has played at least 43 games. Of course, there are 82 in the regular season in the association. Some teams have played 45, like the defending NBA champs, the Denver Nuggets, the Los Angeles Lakers, the winners of the NBA in-season tournament as well. So at this midway point, Donnie, as we are now into the second half, of this NBA campaign. We refresh the win totals and see where things are around the NBA following a chaotic day in the association. Everybody in the league at this moment is looking up, at the Boston Celtics. Boston has been booked as the NBA title favorite since before the year even got started. Boston has been the favorite to win the Eastern Conference before the year tipped as well. And at this moment, the Celtics have the best record in the NBA, 34-10. and 10. Four more wins for Boston than any other team in the association. The Bucs have 30, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Minnesota Timberwolves have 30, and those reigning NBA champion Denver Nuggets have 31 so when you look at the top tier of where the updated win totals are it should be no surprise then drs to see the seas with an updated over under at 63 and wins
4: yeah, it's it's interesting too because you try to play it out at the end of the season, right? It's easy to say to yourself, well, Boston has 34 wins at this point. Yes, they probably will be the number one team and get the 64 wins and catch that ticket. The only problem is, what are the Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers going to do in pushing them towards getting that 63 if they even need that? And quite frankly, if you're looking over to the Western Conference, say we want home field advantage or home court advantage all throughout even the NBA Finals, they even have a four-game lead on both teams, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Minnesota Timberwolves, because in order to take Take that upper level number at 63 and a half knowing that they want that number one overall seed what happens in the final three games of the season if you need one game and the Celtics don't need it at all and they are saying, okay rest Porzingis tonight you rest Jalen Brown the next night you rest Tatum the other night we go 0-3 into the playoffs when they don't care about it and you didn't cash your ticket because you wound up with 63 total wins but if we're taking a look from the beginning of the season until now I don't think we've had very many changes here Ben in the Eastern Conference we expected the Celtics to be great we expected the Bucks to be great we didn't really know what the Sixers had, but we're not surprised that the Sixers are 29-13 and and Joel Embiid, oh yeah, is playing like an MVP candidate. But you flip it over to the Western Conference, I don't think too many people say, you know what, is going to be a good team this year. We didn't know they'd be tied for first place with the Minnesota Timberwolves. You might have thought it would have been the Phoenix Suns tied, let's just say, with the Denver Nuggets and or the LA Clippers once they got their start here. So I'm having a lot more fun with the Western Conference because I'm enjoying those two teams at the top of the leaderboard here that we didn't expect being there. The East is pretty much paint by numbers so far for me.
3: So the Bucs, as we have shared, of course, they made the drastic move yesterday to get rid of Adrian Griffin, despite a 30 and 13 record in his 43 games in his first year at the helm of this Bucks franchise. But we have shared Milwaukee is the third worst cover team in the NBA, so not living up to the expectations necessarily of being that true title contender along the lines of Boston. They are 16, 26 and one against the spread. Milwaukee, as you saw right there in the updated win totals, 54 and a half is that number. The Bucs, who have 30 wins, also have the NBA's most difficult schedule remaining in those 39 final games. Schedule number two, that is most difficult, still left standing, the Phoenix Suns in their 39 games as well. The Celtics have the second easiest schedule. So although 63 and a half seems like an astronomical number, really is it. But, Donnie, my fascinating storyline for the second half of this NBA season is how I felt in the later part of the opening half. What would it look like, not for the best team out east, but the two best win percentages in the Western Conference? That's the Minnesota Timberwolves, third easiest schedule remaining in the NBA, easiest out there in the West, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Third easiest schedule in the Western Conference still left. Fifth easiest schedule in the NBA. If these teams get close to those win totals that stand right now at 54 and a hook for them both, and Denver maybe stays under 55 and a half, what is the outlook for a young Thunder team, a young Timberwolves team, relatively in terms of their overall contending standpoint? in the Western Conference because both right now are at eight to one in plus eight fifty, despite having the two best records and win percentages in the Western Conference. In the odds perspective, they trail Denver, LA, that being the Crippers and the Phoenix Suns at this moment.
4: It's hard to quantify, Ben. The reason I bring that up is we're yeah. led to believe here over the past couple of years in the NBA that the regular season doesn't mean that much. Just get into the tournament and if you're a veteran team and you're healthy, it doesn't matter where you play, when you play, or who you play, you should be able to beat those rookie-led teams. And I say rookie-led teams, it's not like everybody's a rookie, just you're not used to being in that position now, thrust into the spotlight. Because I love the way OKC has been playing. And also, let's not discount the regular season on the teams that are still learning how to win, like OKC, and maybe even Minnesota, to a, a certain degree. Now, they're much more of a veteran-related team for me than OKC is, but you're building up those wins. You're playing the top talent and you're handling your business. Whether or not other teams are taking maintenance nights against you or not, that's where you're going to get your will to win in the regular season for the postseason. But also, as we both know, Ben, let's just say the season plays out. And they finish Mm 1-2 in the conference by, let's just say, two or three games above the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are still going to be priced as a better price point than either one of those two teams, even though they will have home court advantage. That's what's always hard to lay out because you play 82 games. It's not like a 10-game season, like, hey, they just played well for a couple games here. No, you went through all those six months of trial and error in the regular season in working out in your favor where the other teams are just laying back, getting ready for the playoffs. We'll see if that means something because also – You definitely want to have home court advantage if you're playing Denver and get them out of elevation. The same thing with the Phoenix Suns, the Los Angeles Lakers, and or the Clippers. It's to your advantage to get home court advantage. But I just want to see where those price points are going to be. Because the one thing I think we can agree on, Ben, OKC and Minnesota, they're not fluke teams. They're very good basketball teams. And they should be in the 50s here when it's all said and done for their win totals.
3: And I will have no issue if OKC and Minnesota, if they end up having two of the three best records in the Western Conference and one's a one seed, the other's a three seed, if even with that home court advantage, they are potentially behind a Denver or in LA. I understand how the outlook looks from the odds perspective once we reach the Western Conference postseason. I mean, look at last year. The Lakers were a seven seed that fell into the play-in tournament and ended up in the Western Conference Finals. It is how the NBA is designed at times. But with Oklahoma City right now at eight to one and Minnesota at plus eight fifty, both behind the Nuggets, the Clippers, and the Suns, where will they stack up from those odds? Once we reach the postseason, I think both have a good chance of going over their win total of 54 and a half, knowing they have two of the five easiest schedules in the second half of this NBA season. I also think it will be interesting. The Clippers have 40 games left. They would need to win 25 of those 40 to go over their updated win total of 52 and a hook. They got off to such a poor start at eight and 10, but now they've won 20 of their last 24. How hot do they stay in the second half? So, Donnie, all of this chaos rivals week with actual action on the hardwood. We saw the big change for Milwaukee, the dismissal of Adrian Griffin early yesterday when we were live here on the early line. The Heat made a big move, acquiring Terry Rozier, who right now is averaging a career best better than 23 points per game for the Charlotte Hornets. We know the Heat are a team to be reckoned with in the postseason, making three of the last four Eastern Conference Finals and two of the last four NBA Finals. How do you evaluate a Miami team that has an updated win total of 46.5 and an overall record right now, sixth best in the East, 24-19?
4: Yeah, yeah, we'll know that shortly here, and sometimes it does take a little bit of a process to get a new basketball player on your team. We're not just talking about guys, okay, let me be a six-man. As you said, one of the guys that's having the best scoring games of his career coming this year. That's not really the Heat mentality, right? Let's go out and outscore you. It's more of let's play fundamental basketball, good defense, and we'll find our way on the offensive end. Also, keep in mind, Jimmy Butler's been in and out of that lineup the entire way through. It might take them a little bit here, but I don't think anybody's sitting back saying, like, I don't know why the Heat did that deal. That's a great deal for the Heat here, because he's going to pay dividends when you need that scoring in the playoffs then
3: midway point of the nba conference championship weekend in the nfl quarterback comparison next
2: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: parents when you visit california childhood rules if you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself, "What would kids do?" Then pack your fun pants and let childhood rule your family vacation. Start planning at visitcalifornia.com. Goodbye.
3: the nfl's final four we are four days away from conference championship sunday to decide the two spots in super bowl 58 out in viva las vegas we will show you the lines and we will show you the quarterbacks that will dictate the outcome of conference championship weekend in the national football league we go in chronological order and we start in the afc title game It's Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs versus Lamar Jackson and his Baltimore Ravens. Again, we'll dive into the quarterback numbers in just a moment. But overall, as we look at the line, not much movement at this point. Still three and a half points in favor of the flock. The total that opened at 44 and a half has remained right there. Now the storylines for the quarterbacks. The first ever AFC championship game appearance for Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes has been a starting quarterback in the National Football League for six seasons in Kansas City, and the Chiefs have reached the AFC title game all six years. But the big difference this time, Donnie Wright side, the Chiefs are on the road for the first time in an AFC title game. The previous five, they have hosted inside Arrowhead.
4: That's a big deal. That's a really big deal because Baltimore is a very good home team. They've smashed some playoff teams at home and handled them easily. Also, let's keep in mind, you take a look at that money line number, a little bit on the rise for the Ravens side. Yesterday, we were seeing those three and a halfs across the board, a little bit more juice on Kansas City if you wanted that three and a half. Now it's shifting over to FanDuel Sportsbook to a minus 115 price on the minus three and a half for the Baltimore Ravens. Some other outlets yesterday, Ben, also touching fours here as a favorite for the Ravens. Also keep in mind, we're going to update this all week long games to focus on so you can pay good attention here to the weather reports earlier in the week talking about yesterday and also Monday we were looking at 47 48 degrees no precipitation in the forecast and winds under 10 miles an hour today we're looking at lower 40s Ben around 42 to 43 degrees with drizzle now Mm. in the forecast for the entire football game again which could change here and windy conditions of around 10 miles an hour so if we're looking at those you say to yourself Anytime the wind is going to be bad or maybe a little bit of rain, it's probably going to favor Baltimore because why? They have the more mobile quarterback, and Lamar Jackson certainly can function there. We're not saying it's a disadvantage for Kansas City. It's just not a plus for Kansas City at this point here. But on the original point here, okay, we saw last week Kansas City went on the road with Patrick Wilms in the playoffs and got a victory. Now I can see if he can one-up because one thing we could probably agree on you're not getting that beat up defense on the Dolphins. You're not getting that beat yeah. up defense on the Buffalo Bills. You're getting a healthy defense at home that's played extremely well down the stretch here.
3: You're getting the best defense in the National Football League. The Ravens, the best scoring defense in the NFL against the second best scoring defense throughout the regular season. That is Kansas City, Baltimore, a favorite in 15 of 18 games this year, 10 and 5 against the spread. But when that spread has been four points or less, which we would estimate it is going to be Sunday afternoon in the Charm City, the Ravens are a perfect 6 and 0 against the spread. Narratives abound last weekend. Could Mahomes lead his Chiefs to a road playoff victory in his first true road playoff game? He answered that question. Could Lamar Jackson just win in the NFL post? Season with a one and three record entering the division around against the Texans. He answered that question, but there are more questions to be answered. Can Mahomes win a conference championship on the road? Can Lamar, in his first conference championship game, get to the ultimate mountaintop that is an AFC title and a Super Bowl appearance? Now, 243 and a half is the passing yards prop for Patrick Mahomes, it is 33 yards less for lamar jackson 210 and a hook but we know lamar who has rushed for at least 100 yards in three of his five postseason games in his career 64 and a half that rushing yards prop donnie how do you compare the two quarterbacks entering the afc championship game on sunday
4: Reasonable prices, Ben. I don't think you take a look at either one of those numbers. Like, ooh, that's a stone cold under here, particularly with Lamar Jackson at 210. He has the ability to go over that number. But again, Kansas City's defense has been very good this year. Also, Baltimore's defense has been good. If you're looking to play from the lead dog perspective, which I do think Baltimore wins this game, then maybe you get those extra chances for Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game. And also take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I know how good the Baltimore Ravens have been down the stretch on defense and at home. They're going to be rested. They're going to be ready for this game and maybe even getting Marlon Humphrey back, and that entire secondary will be intact with Hamilton back there, getting another week to rest that knee. Now, if we're looking from a Patrick Mahomes advantage point, look, he doesn't have the wide receivers he had in the past. We understand that. But look at the team total. Isn't it enticing yesterday sitting at 19 and a half points? Now, hold on. Like Kansas City, just to get 20 points here, they can lose the football game and still get 20. They can win yeah. the football game 20 to 17, right? So that's one of those advantages where I'm looking at myself saying, I know the Ravens are going to win, but is this going to be one of those games where the Ravens hold Patrick Mahomes to 13 points in an AFC championship game? I just don't think that's going to be the case, which again, you take a look at that 45 and a half, I think there's a great chance that that game goes over the total. But from a prop perspective for myself, I'm really looking towards overs. It's the same feeling I had last week where I sort of missed the boat in the Buffalo game. Look, Buffalo ended up losing that game. But what did we say all week? Josh Allen's going to have to be Superman in this game. He's not going to hold back anything. Big rushing numbers, touchdowns, he did it all. The same thing with Lamar Jackson. Hey, Lamar Jackson sitting at a a 50-and-a-half rushing prop. What gives in this football game? He rushes for two touchdowns and over 100 yards here. So if I'm looking from a Lamar Jackson perspective, he's going to leave it all out there on the field, which means I expect another double digit carry game for Lamar Jackson and a rushing touchdown. But that 210, he should be able to get that as well. I think we're going to have a really good offensive game out of both teams. Are we looking at 60 points? No, probably Probably not, but these two teams should be able to move the football similar to what you saw in Kansas City and Buffalo last week, Ben.
3: KC held Josh Allen to less than 200 passing yards, but Allen was Buffalo's leading rusher with more than 70 yards on the ground. Lamar Jackson last week, 11 carries, 100 yards, and two scores, four total touchdowns. I think the 152 that Lamar only threw for last week against the Houston Texans does influence this line a little bit, but maybe outside of that, Donnie, we're talking about two of the best defenses in the NFL. Both the Chiefs and the Ravens, top 10 in terms of scoring, total, and pass defense kansas city fourth best passing defense throughout the nfl regular season only allowing 176 yards per game in both tua and josh allen under 200 yards this postseason against kansas city but we talked about lamar jackson and his baltimore ravens a perfect six and zero oh against the spread when booked as a four-point favorite or less that includes in five of the last six games, Baltimore played in the regular season with that incredibly difficult schedule to earn that number one overall seed. Lamar went well over two ten and a half and a half in four of those six games, including against the Niners, 252 and two touchdowns. And of course, in the incredible game against the Miami Dolphins, 18 of 21, 321, he had more passing touchdowns five than incompletions in that matchup. But Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they are the ones that are more comfortable in this spot. Their sixth consecutive AFC title game appearance. Straight up in the playoffs, they are 13-3 and with Mahomes as the starter. 11-5 against the spread in those spots as, as well. And you can see the postseason stats for Patrick. 43 touchdowns to only seven INTs.
4: Yeah, he's going to be good. Why, Ben? Because he's always good in these spots here, right? And the, the fact that they get to every AFC championship game every single year is not because they play great defense or their wide receiver makes plays. It's Patrick Mahomes keeping it in football games and pulling off miracles if need be, like we saw for the Buffalo Bills, against the Buffalo Bills, yeah. just a short time ago. Now, let's fast forward into this game and see what has to happen for Patrick Mahomes to have a good game. Obviously, the offensive line has to hold up here. It's not as good as an offensive line as they had in past years where they went to the Super Bowl last year against the Eagles and didn't give up a sack. But also, we talk about big game-running situations. We usually talk about Lamar Jackson. Hey, 100 yards last week. Patrick Mahomes didn't actually get his rushing prop last week, missed it by a couple yards. But you know as well as I do, if the yards are there to be taken, Patrick Mahomes will do that. He's a sneaky guy. And I did not see the actual number here, but I assume it's probably lined up somewhere in the mid-20s here. If I'm looking at a rushing perspective, I love Patrick Mahomes to go over his rushing prop in this game as well. You do whatever you can to advance to the next level. and that next level is the Super Bowl if Patrick Mahomes has to tuck tail and run because that defense is really good and all his guys are covered he will do that in this football game
3: absolutely so his rushing yards prop last week 27 and a half he only finished with 19 they took a bunch of knees both at the end of the game and to end out the opening half but did scamper down the sideline as we have seen Mahomes do in the past by the way 243 and a half the passing yards prop Mahomes has thrown for at least 275 yards in all five AFC championship games. He has played in 14 touchdowns to only two INTs. The two interceptions both thrown against the Bengals two years ago in that AFC championship game defeat against Cincinnati. Now we go to the Sunday night cap. The NFC Championship game in Santa Clara, the San Francisco 49ers led by Brock Purdy and Jared Goff on the other side brings the Lions into their first NFC Championship game in more than three decades. It's a seven-point spread now in favor of San Francisco, the total 50 and a half. Is the spread too large, Donnie, or does it feel fitting for that NFC title game?
4: Yeah, I, I don't think the spread is too large at this point. Now, most people probably watching say seven points. You just give me the Detroit Lions. I'll let the chips fall where they may. I liked what the Lions did last week. I didn't know, like so much about what the 49ers did. I hear you on that, but the 49ers are a very good home team and maybe a little bit of an anomaly last week. Debo goes down early and keep this in mind too. We'll see how healthy Debo is this week, but you know, as well as I do heading into a playoff football game, Debo Samuel is going to be a pretty big part of your pregame packages, right? For him to get injured yeah. that early, you're sort of adjusting on the fly. So if if Debo is in this ballgame, you can count on him and you're going to plan accordingly for that, talking about from a Kyle Shanahan perspective. But if he's not, you're going to have a very good game plan without him. that's going to put people in positions certainly to succeed. The one thing I also want to bring up, and the same way I brought up in Baltimore here, we're watching the weather conditions. For a dome team going outdoors, which you know the Lions love to be in a dome much, much more than being outside, which the Super Bowl will be in a dome. Ben, 70 degrees at kickoff, two-mile-an-hour winds, and no precipitation yeah. in the forecast. Well he saw Brock Purdy struggle a little, little bit there in the rain. Wear a glove, not wear a glove. Some passes that certainly he shouldn't have thrown. That's not going to be a case this week. Ben, we should get offense this weekend in Santa Clara.
3: Might as well be a dome on Sunday night. Yeah. Narratives yeah. for both quarterbacks that we'll discuss later this week. Now to the big move in the association next.
1: If you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself, What would kids do? Then pack your fun pants and let childhood rule your family vacation. Start planning at VisitCalifornia.com.
0: You don't need a lot of money to do more with it. Join Padma Lakshmi, Viola Davis, and Fidelity's Women Talk Money team during our free Women's History Month series as we get real about ways you can start planning and saving for the future you want so you can feel good about your money every step of the way. Save your seat today at fidelity.com slash WHM. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, member NYSE, SIPC. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because...
5: Hey, honey, you know your dad's world-famous chili. Yeah, the one that takes 24 hours to make. So I was trying to help out and bring the pot to the table, but it was, like, super hot, and then I um dropped it, and now the floor looks all, you know, stained with chili. Look, the point is, you guys cool with pizza for dinner? <laughs> Honey?
0: Ooh, yeah, that happens.
3: So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. What a hectic day it was around the association on a Tuesday, a shocking move that... Really, nobody saw it coming. The Milwaukee Bucks, despite the second-best record in the Eastern Conference, a 30-13 and 13 start to this 2023-24 NBA season, have fired their first-year head coach, Adrian Griffin. So from one coach to another, we need the scouting report. On this Wednesday live right here on the Early Line, it's Ben, it's Donnie, but we're not coaches. James Young is. JY joins us here on this Wednesday on TEL. J.Y., thank you for being here on this Wednesday all across the Sports Grid Network.
6: Good morning, Ben, and you're right. Absolutely shocking day in in the NBA when you see a guy that's 30-13 and in his first year, second place in the Eastern Conference getting fired. But I'm starting to figure out by seeing the leaked videos of things in huddles. Once you start putting it together, Ben, you may not be too surprised that this move was made. So, J.Y., there is so much to get
3: into here in this developing story out of Milwaukee. We'll go piece by piece. Let's start with Adrian Griffin. After 15 years, a longtime assistant head coach around the NBA, he was named finally the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks entering this season at 30-13 and, 30 and 13 in his forced 43 games as a head coach, not too shabby of a start, his Milwaukee side second best in the eastern conference so what do you believe jay why was the ultimate reason the bucks let go of adrian griffin yesterday
6: well easy Giannis went to the front office and said get rid of this guy i mean i think it's pretty it's pretty cut and clear uh ben what happened here Giannis had the pull right so Giannis obviously got Mike Budenholzer fired, although he won a championship. We've talked about this on his network, Ben. You and I have talked about it before, even privately, uh, the fact of they've underachieved since that that, that championship. So once they brought in Adrian Griffin, I thought it was funny as a coach, a team in a championship window, right, with one of what, one, two, third best player in the NBA, you're going to go with a rookie head coach that screams to me that Giannis wanted more control, especially if you think about who Adrian Griffin worked for last year. And that was Nick Nurse, who was also a finalist. So when you didn't hire the experienced coach with a championship ring, then you start thinking, well, maybe Giannis wants a little bit of control here. But I will say this, Ben, and I've talked about this. The issues with Milwaukee come from the defensive side of the ball, right? We know they can score. We, we absolutely know they can score. They lose Darvin Hamm a couple of years ago, who was the defensive coordinator when he went to the Lakers, right? Then you go ahead and you trade for Damian Lillard. I get it, superstar. But here's the problem. Drew Holiday, best defender on the planet. Grayson Allen, very much underrated defender. Now you've taken your two best guard defenders in a guard league, and you can't get stopped. So I don't care if it's Doc Rivers, I don't care if it's Mike Budenholzer, Adrian Griffin, Ben Stevens, Donnie Wrightside, James Young, Kevin Walsh. If you don't have – I mean, I think we could do a better job than some of these guys, I'll be honest with you. But if you don't have guys that can't get stops, you are not going to win in this league.
4: Let's go looking forward here, J.Y., to what we anticipate here for the Bucks outlook. And before we get to the season and can they win a championship, who's taking over the job as coach of the Bucks? It looks like it's possibility <laughs> is going to be Doc Rivers being pulled out of the ESPN booth. I know you wanted these thoughts here, so I'll tee you up. Is Doc Rivers the right fit for the Bucks?
6: Well, listen. Even Stevie Wonder can swing and hit this one. Doc Rivers, I mean, I mean, think about this. Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, folks, who really underachieved with the Clippers, right? Goes to Donnie's team in the Sixers. Donnie can tell you all about it. Underachieves mightily, and you're gonna give him the keys to the car and say, "Take us to the promised land." You can put Way's Google Maps, whatever you want to do. Doc is gonna find a way to get lost. Usually, when he gets close to the finish line. So, Milwaukee will be good in a regular season, but the adjustments in the playoffs, I mean, think about this guys, go through the Eastern Conference, right? Below Milwaukee, is Doc, better coach than Nick Nurse? No. Jamie Bickerstaff, i would say better than him. Tibbs. no. Spolstra, oh God, no. Rick Carlisle, no. So, I just named teams that are under them in the the standings that have a better coaching uh, bench then Doc. So now you have to adjust, and now you have to get to the playoffs. Guys, I'm going to say this. They're not making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And depending on the matchup, I will take the opposite team if there's a coaching advantage on the other side. Because until Doc gets to the finals and wins, everybody's going to look to that ring he got in Boston and said, You had Ray Allen, you had Paul Pierce, you had Kevin Garnett, you had Ray John Rondo, you had Tibbs running your defense, you had James Pulsey, you had everybody. And you should have won won war rings with Boston. It's going to flame out. It's not going to be good in Milwaukee. I'm sorry. A
3: 2008 NBA championship for Doc Rivers. Of course, they won the Eastern Conference in 2010, but did lose to the Lakers in that NBA Finals. In his time since, seven years with the Clippers, six playoff appearances, never passed the Western Conference semifinals three years in Philadelphia, at least 49 wins in all three seasons consecutively, three playoff berths, never an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. A 16-33 and 33 record in playoff series when his team had it won three games, either in a game five, game six, game seven, game four, it does not matter. That is not good for Doc Rivers being the guys to close at the end so it's more than likely going to be doc rivers nothing official yet but various reports have stated milwaukee is either circling doc rivers they have keyed on doc rivers he's already been named the head coach of this bucks franchise currently the interim head man is joe prunty as we look at a team with Giannis and and damian lillard a team that has three wins In the second best record in the Eastern Conference, JY Doc Rivers or otherwise, what is your
6: outlook now for Milwaukee the rest of this NBA campaign? It's interesting you're bringing it up because I looked. I said that they're going to be great in the regular season, so I just looked it up. Their team win total that you just guys just pulled up was 54 and a half wins. What if I told you that the Milwaukee Bucks, folks, have the hardest schedule in the NBA according to Tankathon the rest of the year? They have to play the Celtics twice. Thunder twice, Timberwolves twice, Sixers twice, Nuggets twice, Clippers twice. Guys, I don't think they get the 55 wins because you have to think about, Mm. you have an interim coach now, then you have to think about integrating the system. And so now I'm saying this, team win total under 54 and a half for the Celtics. I don't, I'm talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't see in the 39 games they have left when I just named off, uh, you know, 12 of those games against those probably teams. I don't see how they get there and they definitely do not win the Eastern Conference. So you will see their odds start to if you want to bet the other way, especially for them to make a, a run here, you're enough you may want to wait a little bit, let them slide because I don't think there's any chance. And you can even see right now Boston is minus 1800 to get the number 1 seed. Milwaukee's plus 1600. Even people know that they're going to have a little bit of a struggle out the gate with the coaching change.
4: Trade deadline fast approaching here, coach, but also moves being made in the NBA as we speak. The Hornets trading for Terry Rozier to the Heat for a 2027 first-round draft pick, and also Kyle Lowry. Talk to us about how Rozier fits in with the Miami Heat, and also, what we could take a look for the Heat down the stretch as well.
6: You know what, guys? There are fits, and there are great fits. And this is a great fit, because here's the reason why, guys. Scary Terry can score. But let's be honest. Terry Rozier who has been in purgatory in, in Charlotte for all those years. God bless him, he found his way out of there. Like, this guy can score. So when you look at a team like Miami, you know they're gonna defend. You know they're gonna be well prepared. It's the fact of there are nights that Jimmy Butler has carried alone load offensively, he can't do it all the way. Bam has the struggles at times. Heroes up and down has been hurt. Now you have a guy that can score, and honestly, guys that can take over games in small three, four minute windows, and can go yeah. get you a bucket. Now, can he hurt you on a defensive end? Absolutely. He hurts you defensively. But if you're Miami, it's about them scoring. Because you know Spolter will have a game plan and they're going to defend. This is a great fit for Charlotte. Look for Kyle Lowry to get flipped and moved and not uh, be waived after the trade deadline. Also, look at two guys. Nick Richards at the center position. Good back. Rebound the ball. And obviously, Gordon Hayward. That is a guy to watch. 3 and D, great career, maybe off the bench would be a phenomenal bench piece. If you don't see the Knicks get someone like a a Bruce Brown or something like that, look for someone like a Gordon Hayward to maybe go to New York on a buyout. Tim's huge fan of his.
3: Love that, J.Y. A question about a trade between the Hornets and the Heat. Got to bring in the New York Knicks. Of course, as we look mm. at the Miami Heat right now, five games above five hundred, twenty-four 24 24-19. They would be that sixth seed in the Eastern Conference if the season ended today. Terry Rozier averaging a career-best 23 points per game. Now, Miami has the fourth best price to win the Eastern Conference at 13 to 1. There is the big 3 out east, Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia all $5 or less in those Eastern Conference odds. We know Miami has been in the Eastern Conference Finals 3 of the previous 4 seasons. What is their ceiling come the playoffs this time around?
6: Well, I, I do think there is a big two, I would say now because I I, I can't put Milwaukee in that in that echelon with the Celtics and the Sixers. So I think, you know, right in that window of Milwaukee, Miami, New York, um, that's where I think they are. I think when you have a guy like Spolso, let's be honest, guys, he's the best coach in the NBA. So any any time of plays, anybody, he's got the advantage. That heat culture is something that is real. Guys, I don't think they're done. I think when you talk about a guy like a Nick Richards, he would be good as a backup guy. Uh, and Andre Drummond would be good as a backup. So I still think there's another piece that Miami's going to get. But listen, you get Spolster in the playoffs, he's going to make a run no matter where they end in the standings.
4: Let's take a look at the MVP markets here, Coach, because we have some unbelievable performances, particularly by Joel Embiid over the past week and a half and, quite frankly, since December 1st, averaging close to 40 points per game. But Nikola Jokic with another triple-double yesterday leading the way against the Pacers, plus 130 for Embiid to win it. Jokic plus 250. Right now, who's getting your vote here to be MVP this season?
6: Don, it uh, no, it's got to be Joel. I mean, let's think about it. The thing that's going to watch, people want to watch for Joel 42 games played by the Sixers, 32 games by Joel Embiid. The only reason why, guys, this is not at minus money is he's missed 10 games. If he missed two games or three games, this would be minus money. He'd be running away with it. So that's what you have to watch out for. Obviously, I want to look at SGA. If SGA could find a way to get their team to the one seed, let's see what happens with Minnesota after that debacle with Carl Anthony Towns, he could be in play, but To me, the way Joel Embiid is playing, I said it on my podcast, you know, or yesterday on a quick take online, Joel Embiid, I know people love the Joker, has the best overall offensive game I've ever seen out of a center. Scoring, passing, pick and pop, pick and roll, mid post, low post, top of the key, lead the break, pop the popcorn, serve your beer. He does it all. If he stays healthy, he is the MVP. And that's why if they make another move, I actually think Philly could come out of the East and make it the NBA Finals.
3: A historic season, no doubt, for Joel Embiid. Tristan Thompson no longer available in those MVP markets. He was suspended 25 games yesterday for using steroids. He's averaging four points and four boards. Hit a fadeaway game while we're going to the break next
1: If you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself. What would kids do? Then pack your fun pants and let childhood rule your family vacation. Start planning at visitcalifornia.com.
0: It's that time again. Time to start thinking taxes. But this tax-smart move for 2023 could make it less painful. Open and fund a Fidelity IRA before the tax deadline. You could reduce your taxable income in a traditional IRA or get tax-free withdrawals in retirement with a Roth IRA. Plus, there are no account fees or minimums to open an account. Get started at fidelity.com slash IRA. No account fees or minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC.
3: tough indeed. ending out our number two all sorts of breaking news here on the early line on this Wednesday in big news out of a guest we expect to see here in our number three that would be Boomer Esiason we were going to ask him about the conference championship weekend and the Sunday slate ahead On his radio show on WFAN and CBS Sports Network, Boomer and Gio. Boomer was speaking with Gio and said, as he was describing Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, that Ben Johnson is going to be the next head coach of the Commanders. Gio then asked him a follow-up, is that a lock? And Boomer, with 100% certainty, said, yeah, Ben Johnson's going to be the next head coach of the Commanders. What do you make of this move in a new era in Washington?
4: It's a home run, and this shows the signs of a healthy organization. One of the most downtrodden teams since Daniel Snyder took over the Washington Commanders. Now we're seeing the sort of that, you know what? There is going to be some light at the end of the tunnel. You move forward with your free agency here now coming up. You have your head coach in place, general manager, front office, everything in motion. And this is a grand slam hire. And also, it brings up the facts that it's like, you know what? Eric Bannemi went there. Let me get a look-see from the new franchise. Looks like they're not looking at Eric Bannemi at all, even though he was offered a um, an interview for the head coaching job. But I think we yeah. agreed that it's probably not going to go his direction. So if you're saying Ben Johnson is going to be the head coach of the Washington Commanders, that's a home run. That's how you start your franchise. When you just buy it, get on the right direction with your front office, general manager, yeah. and coach, that's a grand slam. I like what's going down in Washington.
3: Josh Harris making moves officially though Ben Johnson cannot be named the head coach he can start having interviews around the league following the division around of course that is the case but Ben Johnson can't be tabbed the next head coach until his team is eliminated from postseason contention this is not bowl season in college football and of course Ben Johnson's Lions will be on the road on Sunday night in an NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. Again, we hope and expect to have Boomer Esiason join us in hour number three. We'll ask him about this very process next. Hour three starts in less than a minute.
1: Parents, when you visit California, childhood rules. If you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself. What the kids do? Dance to a giant organ played by ocean waves? Yep. Camp in floating tree houses hundreds of feet off the ground? Check. Jump in a big tub of mud on purpose? Call it rejuvenation. We don't care. Just pack your fun pants and let childhood rule your family vacation. If you need help, ask your kids. Start planning at visitcalifornia.com.
0: Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean...